0: In a culture that scoffs at honor, you can rise up to lead and to shine. It's time to be the best man that you can be. This is the Manlyhood Mancast. Here's your host, Josh Hatcher. Gentlemen, welcome to the Manlyhood Mancast. Today's guest, Ken Coleman, is going to talk to us about some amazing stuff. But before we get into that, I just want to give a quick plug for a product that we've got. This is put together by our friends at Hemp Mafia, and this is the Manlyhood's Apothecary Dirty Beard Oil. It's made with CBD. It's also got lemon, lavender, peppermint, cinnamon. And the smell is amazing. The ladies love it. It's going to be good for your beard. And your wife is going to love that your beard is a little more uh, kept up and that it smells good and that it's healthy. So if you're interested in this, this is a limited run. You can get it at manlyhood.com store. If it goes well, we'll carry it some more. Hey right, guys, I just want to talk to you real quick about this interview with Ken Coleman, because Ken is America's career coach, and he's got a syndicated radio show on the Dave Ramsey Network. He's also uh, the best-selling author of two books, including From Paycheck to Purpose and The Proximity Principle. He's uh, a great guy, and he's got some great information for you. So I want to apologize in advance for some of the quality of this audio, because we've been having some trouble with Zoom uh, zoom has let me down one too many times and we have switched from that service to Riverside FM. And I just want to say, I don't like to throw anybody under the bus, but yeah, zoom, you let me down. <laughs> Here's the thing though. You can still listen and it's still, uh, listenable. It's also too good of a content to not use. So I'm really grateful that Ken took the time to share with us. So I wanted to make sure you got the chance to listen in to this interview with Ken Coleman. Ken, it is great to have you on the show today. I've been following your work, and I appreciate the the, the message that you're sending out there to the universe. Man, it's good stuff. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself and the work that you do?
1: Uh, the short version is, uh, I am a uh, a coach. I'm a coach. You know, I, I I think if you cut me open, I'm a coach. Whether I'm coaching adults every day and uh, what I do on the Ken Coleman show, syndicated radio shows on Sirius XM. YouTube podcast where I'm uh, really wearing three hats coach, counselor, and cheerleader to help men and women discover and do their unique role uh, in the world of work because work is not just something we do to live. I think we should live to work. In other words, live to contribute. So that's the philosophy uh, by which I show up every day. And I really am a coach. If I wasn't doing this, I'd be coaching basketball most likely um, I have a deep love of history um, I have a um, tremendous sense of duty uh, as a man to fill those unique roles that I've been given and, um, and I'm deeply enthusiastic about it you know, I try to be the best I can possibly be uh, uh, there's some good stuff I, uh, how about some fun stuff behind the scenes I um, I'm over analytical. I'm a people pleaser. So I have to I have to uh juxtapose
0: all of that. Yeah, it's awesome to see uh you know the 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 work that you're doing and and honestly work is a it's one of those things that a lot of men do because they have to. You know, there's that duty involved in it which isn't necessarily wrong, but uh you're kind of suggesting that we should be seeking some fulfillment from that, right? <laughs>
1: Um, not just seeking it, but we should be finding it. You know, we we should be uh fulfilled if we're doing what we're uniquely created to do. And that doesn't necessarily mean when I say uniquely created to do, a job type, What it means is um it's a role, a role that encompasses work that allows you to use what you do best talent. So you use talent is like since this is a man's podcast, let's just talk about power tools. There's a reason why they made power tools. Somewhere along the line, something was like, "This handsaw, this has got to be a faster way, right?" Right. You put some electric in this baby, and you know what would take five minutes takes five seconds. So power tools allow us to be more efficient, and as a result, create excellence. That's your talent, the God-given talent, hard skills, and technical skills. So, when you work in a role that allows you to use those power tools, your talents to do work that you look forward to, to do work that you really enjoy when you're in the middle of it, time seems to stand still and you love just that task or that function, whatever that is, whether it be more head related uh, or more hands related, uh, or more heart related. Right. And, um, and then the final piece is, is all work creates a result. So if we're using those power tools to do something we love to produce something A result that we care deeply about, that's mission. So you see a formula here, talent plus passion plus mission equals purpose. And they come together like a cord and those three strands are a cord. And that's where we are at our strongest and where we are at our most effective. And so, um, yeah, I do believe that that's how we ought to be showing up to work in that zone. Now, it's not always going to be that way. Sometimes we're in a day job that allows us to get to that dream job. And the dream job is where we do what I just described, use talent to perform passion, to produce mission. So uh, yeah, and that's when we experience tremendous fulfillment because you just kind of sit back and not only do do other people notice that you were born for it uh, or that you're natural, uh, you feel it, you sense it, and there's a tremendous amount of joy, even on the hard days because you know you're doing what you're supposed to do.
0: I know there's a a famous quote from Thoreau that talks about men leading lives of quiet desperation. And and a lot of the men that I know, and that I've talked to that definitely echoes their feelings about the situation they're in. Maybe they're in a job where they've just got to pay the bills and here's a, here's a a J O B to do that. And, um, you know, what do we tell somebody in that position? How do we help? How do we help? Paint a picture of a better future for that guy.
1: Yeah, well, we got to show them that there is a clear path. We 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 have to, you know. I wish we could teach this in schools. We're working on it. It's something I'm very very passionate about trying to get this type of curriculum based on my last book, "Paycheck to Purpose." I want to get that in schools uh, because we don't teach this. The way we go from where we are to where we want to be is obviously very clear steps. And so, in the book "From Paycheck to Purpose," I outline what I believe really is. The clear path to discovering and doing what you were born to do. So that person, we start with letting them know, hey, um, you can find out what that mountaintop is. So you can, can get clear. That's stage one. Stage two. Once we're clear, we have to now get qualified, right? Uh, and stage three is we get connected while we're getting qualified because it's connections that lead to people knocking on our door. Stage four. Is get started. Once we get the right connections and the right opportunity, we take it, we step out. Then we get on the right rung of the ladder and we're patient while persisting. And so that's starting right, starting in the right place, right mindset. Stage five is get promoted. At some point, as you after you've started, you're working your way to a level of promotion, you're climbing the ladder. So this is the climb. Stage six is stepping into the dream job, as I described earlier, where you're spending majority of your day using
0: what you do best doing work you love producing results that matter. I have seen a lot of people who they think, oh well, I just need to be an entrepreneur and start my own thing and I mean they'll leave a a decent paying job to start something and then put their family through heck. I've even made that mistake before, you know, um where where you weren't prepared for for making that kind of shift. What does that look like when uh instead of being impulsive maybe you have to make a plan to work towards that shift what what kind of steps do you take in in uh stretching out you know making that a wise decision rather than an impulse decision
1: good question you know this the uh the answer is you have to determine the difference between um a calculated risk and a crazy risk exactly. right And, you know, we've all done it. sounds like we've done it. Um, You know, risk is easily romanticized, if we're not careful. You know, oh, you know, I know I'm supposed to do this. And it may be true, but that's the what. I know I'm supposed to do it, okay, but how am I supposed to do it? And so the how speaks to the level of risk. And so we need to make sure that we Calculating on this so you go okay i got a wife and three kids i've got bills i got responsibilities whatever 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 and so um i can risk some of my time i can risk my feelings and emotion if i fail i can risk those things. i'm not going to risk financial that may require me to be more patient it may require me to uh be more disciplined And, and so that's the difference and so you know uh the calculated risk means that it's like playing golf. All right. And it's like, let's say we want to play for five bucks. Well, I'm going to settle on my budget, and my willingness. You know, it's like I'm not going to go risk my house and home and livelihood. I'm like, okay, we'll play for five bucks a hole. I'm not playing for 50 bucks a hole. My point is, whatever the number is, a calculated risk here is I've decided I'm going to do this, but I've planned for it. So if I lose all of the money, golf i planned for it. it didn't screw my budget up i mean it's a silly example but that's the idea you go okay i'm gonna invest this much time and i'm gonna invest this much money and i'm gonna invest this much emotion and so on the time that's my decision that's that's on me and the emotion that's me being able to handle whatever comes of this if it, if it fails but also on the financial side if we go I'm only going to risk this much and I've saved up for it. And it's not going to affect my ability to pay my bills or anything else or to do life. And so the idea is if I fail, um, it sucks because I spent a lot of time on it and it didn't work. That's frustrating. It sucks because I feel bad about myself or it hurt my feelings or whatever, whatever, whatever. When well, we look at the money part, and we go, I did plan that I could lose all of that. And I knew it was possible and I planned for it. It didn't screw my life up. So it's not financial destruction. So that's the, quick version of the difference between a calculated risk and a crazy risk
0: so i'm assuming that for you to speak on these things for you to have the insight that you do uh some of this is coming from personal experience
1: well i'll be very frank with you i have not taken many crazy risks um i can't think i can't think of one right now i've always been pretty calculated you know uh, to selling my home you know to go for radio full-time You know, uh, back in 2000, end of 2013, 2014, Stacey and I were on the same page and we are like, hey, we're going to sell our house and take the profits from that and, you know, boost our emergency fund big time and we're going to rent and try to make a go of this. And so that was a calculated risk. Like, you know, this is the right thing to do and it paid off. Had it not paid off, we would not have been in financial ruin, you know. Right. We would have uh, restarted in some form of fashion, but it would
0: not have ruined us. So, as I was looking at uh, your website and seeing some of the things that you've got available there, I see some like resume templates and tips for how to do well in a job interview or how to ask for a promotion. Um, and that is one of the things that I think a lot of men don't ever really know or think about or understand uh, how how important those job skills are for you leveling up in your life maybe we could talk a little bit about about that what kind of job skills you really need to acquire and how to how to make them better
1: well um i'll speak to the people skills because this is a general question um the technical questions are you know the technical skills are based on what you know what do you need to win in your industry so that that's pretty straightforward some of the skills you need to win that are not related to technical skills are obviously people skills, and you know, um, I would call some attitude skills. So people skills: better listening, better asking of questions. You become a better listener, you'll become a better question asker. You become a better question asker, you'll be a better listener. So that's that's um, adaptability is probably one of the greatest soft skills that there is. This attitude of listen. Change is a part of life, and, and if I'm going to be a serious person and make progress in my life, the very nature of progress means change, something new, something unknown. It's just part of the deal. And so learning to develop a muscle, an attitude muscle called adaptability. Okay, you know what? I'm going to adapt. As a human, I have all of the instincts built into me to be great at change. So the only thing that's holding me back from being adaptable is my attitude. So all that said, I think those are the type of soft skills, uh, adaptability. Uh, I write about this in my book from paycheck to purpose. There's five skills that make you very promotable. Uh, So I'll list those quickly. We have a whole chapter in the book on that. Um, But we've got to be coachable. Uh, We've got to be likable. We've got to be reliable. We've got to be adaptable and honorable. And those are
0: five skill sets that if you're a zero, you can go to 10 on those. That's the good news. And I think that that is something that is almost, almost seems foreign when you look at some of the young people, you know, I hate to be the old guy, right. That's looking at all the young people that don't know, but there, there, there are, are principles and concepts that there's a whole generation of people that for whatever reason they haven't learned, you know, you come across people that are entering the workforce and it's all about them and what they can get. And, you know, and it, makes it makes it pretty challenging because nobody has taught them, you know, how to say yes to your boss or how to not make an excuse when you didn't get something done. And, uh, and that's pretty challenging, right?
1: Yeah. Well, you know, everybody comes in experience uh, at a different time in different angles, and uh you know uh, when you write books like this you predict the purpose you're trying to give people a little bit of a head start you know to go hey i've been there done that bought the t-shirt about six times uh, mm-hmm. and yeah. uh you know those those skills you have to be intentional uh to to work on them but if you are um observant and you look around each day you will find opportunities to sharpen the sword in each of areas.
0: for you what was your biggest Uh, failure in your career as you started, you know, uh, fresh out of college or high school or wherever. Was there a point in your life where you're like, man, this is not working. We got to make some changes.
1: Yeah. I held on too long. I held on too long um, in a season of my life where um, I knew it was a day job. It was a good day job. It was pain. Well, but a ton of stress. And I stayed in it too long because I was afraid to face the unknowns, to step out and step on the path and go after what I knew God was asking me to do. And I did not held on to long, And that was a big failure. Um, now, it's important to point out here that I don't, I really don't have regret on that. I could, I could wallow in that if I wanted to. But I look back on it, and that failure taught me a massive lesson that Mm -hmm. me later on. So that's the key about failure. Sometimes we experience failure on purpose, like say we're learning how to ride a bike, or I'm I'm learning how to play golf better, and so I'm confronted with failure almost on a daily basis. That's part of it. I know that I've got to take baby steps, and I'm going to hit really bad shots, and it's going to be awful and humiliating, and all the things, and frustrating, all those. But there are times in life where we don't intend to fail, and so we just make a bad decision. We weren't weren't in the right headspace or heartspace, and so we make a bad decision, and that's a big failure. But we've got to learn from both because every time you fail, there's an opportunity to move forward, and you should move forward through the failure if I've learned from it.
0: Gary uh, V. talks a lot about the concept of adding value. You know, if you if you want to sell something or if you want to, you know, pitch something to somebody, you you don't just kind of go in blind. You have to add value to the situation. Um, And I think the same is probably true in our employment or in our quest for whatever. What do you think? How can we can we develop that culture in ourselves? What are things we can do to make ourselves more valuable or to add value into uh, into our career?
1: Well, I think. The the mindset of focusing on the now, and this is allowing us then to look for areas, see areas to add value. So when I focus on winning in the now, the next will take care of itself. So what does adding value look like in our careers? Well, first and foremost, we got to win the role that we're in. What's clearly expected of me. If I don't know what's clearly expected of me, I need to go find out what does a win look like in the eyes of my leader. And so let's go do that. Let's win the now. Let's uh, look for opportunities to be a better teammate in the now. Let's look for opportunities to learn and grow in the now, all while doing the job and exceeding expectations in the now. And so, adding value is simply being valuable, you know, and valuing others. Sometimes we add value just by making others feel valuable. This is a, a really overlooked skill. If I make someone on my team feel valuable through something I say or something I do for them, to make them feel valuable, I've added value. I didn't I didn't actually do something physically, I didn't do a task or complete a task. I just made them feel valuable. And there we're adding value. So I think if we can walk around antennas up looking for opportunities to make people feel valuable, we will add a lot of value that normally we overlook.
0: So I know part of your, uh, well, really your career is, is within the Dave Ramsey organization. And uh, what's it like working there?
1: It's a lot of fun. It's fast paced, you know, because we've got very clear um, expectations and there's a lot of responsibility on me as a Ramsey personality to grow, um, not just my brand, but grow the business um, in relation to the work that I'm doing. And so, um, high pressure situation. I like it, don't mind it. Um, move very fast, you know. Days go by quick, which is a good sign. Um, and it's not just because you're busy, it's that you are doing work that, that you really enjoy and, and very fulfilled. So, um, it's a great environment. It's not perfect, no company is because no people are, um, but it is a healthy culture and it is a uh. It's a place where, you know, people thrive and people can grow and, and move up the ladder and, and achieve their dreams. So it's, uh, uh, it's
0: been the joy of my life. What's your favorite part about it? It's my sandbox. Being able to be creative and test things and try things and see what works.
1: What makes a kid happy in the sandbox? That's, <laughs> you know, I've got the toys that I want. Uh, there's the opportunity to get other cooler toys to do things that I enjoy. Um, it represents a place where I'm in my sweet spot.
0: Yeah, it seems like also with that, there's, there's a lot of fulfillment because a lot of your job is helping people you know that's what i observe as i'm looking at what you guys get to do there
1: oh, 100% the, the you know as dave says many times uh from our staff meeting stage we exist for the people outside these walls so yeah it doesn't matter what team you're on what division you're in there are people on the other side transformation and hope on the other side of everything
0: Ken, i like to ask uh all of my guests a few questions and um I get a lot of different responses from these, and I think it's been a lot of fun and has been very interesting. First question is: uh, What do you think it takes to be a man?
1: What does it take to be a man? Um,
2: it takes character to uh, accept your role and to fill it uh, as a man. Uh, it takes integrity. Uh, takes commitment
1: uh, yeah, because I mean you know there's different roles that a man fills at being a man right there's husband, there's father, there's brother, there's friend, there's uh coworker teammate whatever so I, I think uh I think that that men have a very clear role in society, and then that role is uh. You know, kind of delineated uh or channeled, if you will, in the different hats that you wear as a result of being a man. But I think to be a man, it's not beat your chest and eat red meat out of the field after you kill it and wipe blood on your face. That's not that's not being a man. That's uh you can call that a manly activity. But uh being a man is um owning who you are. And stepping into the responsibilities you've been given, do them to the best of your ability, um, whether that be protector, provider, lover, friend, I mean you know it just that's just be 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 you. That's the role you've been given.
2: So do it. don't gripe about it. Do it. do it to the
1: best of your ability.
0: Uh, Ignoring the laws of space-time and physics, let's assume that you are able to run into the 10-year-old version of Ken Coleman. What do you want to tell him? What do you want him to know?
2: Uh, Learn the value of patience. uh, I think it's the secret ingredient. I
1: really do. I think it's the superpower, if you will. Those who don't how to harness the discipline of patience because uh, I I and the irony of of this is that I I say this because I feel like I may be the most impatient person in the world. And yet I found pockets and seasons of life where I I have I think on the big things I'm really patient on on just about everything else I'm not. And so that's an inner war with me. So yeah, that's what I would say.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I think that's a good lesson
0: for uh young Ken and Young Josh and everybody else to to learn. (laughs) And uh, my last question is What is your best advice for the men that are listening today? And it doesn't have to be one thing, it can be as many as you want to share.
2: I think, I don't even know if this is advice, but I'm just going to share it Um, from observation in my own life. Um, The hardest thing you'll have to deal with as a man is when
1: you feel as though you're winning professionally that you're losing personally. Um, and, and that's just, you know, I, I've talked to a lot of successful guys about this just over dinner and drinks. And I, I don't think this is, uh, by the way, exclusive to men. I think this is for women as well. But uh, I think that uh, there are going to be seasons in your life where you're winning professionally And you come home when you feel like you're losing because being a husband is hard. Being a dad is hard. You're broken. You got your junk and you have to be very, very, very vigilant in those seasons. Now, before I teach on this, or I don't know if it's teaching, but the flip, let's flip it. There are going to be seasons in life where you're winning at home and you're losing at work. And This is a very normal function of life, but it is also a very precarious position because you are confused. It's like, wait a second, I'm winning here and, and I'm losing here. And what happens is the gap between the two makes it, more precarious because you're like you start to want to lean naturally this is just the human condition you want to start to go well i'm winning over here so i'm going to give more effort here this is very natural again this is the human condition and you can't do that you can't do that you can't check out in the area whether it's personal or professional that you're not winning it you can't retreat if you will because that's what it is it's weird it looks like um And I've never even shared this before. This is all coming to me real time, so I'm I'm actually formulating some content right now. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, So this may be really good, or it may be awful. (laughs) The 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 temptation is when we go all in to the area where we're winning. That looks smart. It looks feels sounds, tastes like I'm actually moving forward and progressing but in all reality it's retreating because you're retreating from the area where where you're not winning and you got to be very very careful of that and so what you got to realize is that you're in a storm, a season it's not a sentence it's a season and you have to make sure that you don't retreat from the area where you're losing. What you want to do is draw from the area that you're winning. You want to try to draw some energy, some lessons, you know, in some ways it's like, okay. And so let's just use an example. Let's say you're, you feel like you're not winning as a parent or or you're a spouse or whatever, just things aren't great. And you're down on yourself here. You're crushing it. You're professional. Well, allow that, receive that, allow it to boost you, get you where you need to be, feel better about yourself. Okay, I'm not a complete total loser. That's a lie from the pit of hell. Okay. And so what can I learn from over here? What can I draw from here that lifts me? And so I, in some ways, get a break. And again, I got to tell you something, this gets back to why I do what I do. Um, there are just times in life where personal stuff happens, and um, if you are going from a dumpster fire in your home life or just a tough season where you're discouraged or whatever, and then you go to the office, and the office is discouraging you and, and depleting you, you got no shot. But if you're going from a a, a a tough thing at home, but you are, instead of diminished at work, you are replenished at work. That's really good. Somebody needs to write that down. I've never said that before. That's that good. If I'm going from diminished to replenished,
0: I can fight the good fight. I can get through the story. So that actually reminds me of something I learned from Dave Ramsey at an outdoor Leadership seminar. He talked about the wheel of life and how across that wheel, you have all the different areas that of your life you know your fitness and your health or your your marriage or your your faith the rest of your family and your career and you can't focus on all of them at once but you can keep them spinning as that wheel goes around you give each one a little bit of attention and get it working right and give it to the next thing which just kind of reminds me so (laughs) you know you know that might be a a a little extra resource to kind of add to that that yeah you've got to you've got to draw from the things that are working and that are winning so you can apply it. I like that. That's really good, Ken. I can't wait to see where that comes out. (laughs) I appreciate it. Well,
1: you know, I mean, I'm just, I hope that's, I hope that's a piece of advice that I hope it's more encouragement than it is advice.
0: Yeah, no, it is. It's very encouraging. Uh, I know I'm getting something from it today. So Ken, uh, if our folks want to get in touch with you, they want to connect with the work that you're doing, what's the best way for them to do that?
1: Yeah, thank you. KenColeman.com is the website uh, at Ken Coleman on social media. i uh, love for folks to join me over on Instagram. We have a fun, vibrant community over there. Uh, the Ken Coleman Show is uh, everywhere you want. Radio, SiriusXM, YouTube, podcast, and uh, we'd love for you to join in. And, and guys, if you ever want to call in, got a pretty sensitive stuck situation, we'll change your name, your location, so that you can get some coaching on the show and um, we'd love to to help out because the world needs more men that are on fire in the workplace so they can be on fire at home.
0: Awesome. So guys, make sure you check out KenColeman.com. Ken, I really appreciate you sharing yeah, with us today. It's been, been great stuff. Thank you. Appreciate you. Thank you. Ken, thank you so much for taking the time to share with us today. You are doing good work, man. And again, guys, if you want to connect with Ken Coleman, the links are in the show notes or in the description on YouTube or on the blog at Manlyhood. Please go link and check out the stuff that he's got for you because he's got some great resources that can help you to level up in your career. That's what we do. That's what we do here at Manlyhood is help you to level up in every area of your life. That's what we want to see. We want to see men who are better tomorrow than they were yesterday and better next year than they were last year. That's what we're doing. And a part of that, by the way, guys, it happens at our Facebook group, the Manlyhood Man Cave. So it's our free Facebook group. You can join it just by typing in Manlyhood Man Cave in Facebook, sending a request. you have to fill out a little form with some questions, just helps us know who you are, make sure you're a man, and we'll approve you, once you get in the group, please introduce yourself, we'd love to hear from you, anyway guys, thank you again for listening, please don't forget to comment, if you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe, like the videos, if you're listening it on podcasts, leave us a rating or a review on Spotify or iTunes, help us spread the word about what we're doing here at Manlyhood. thank you, I love you, I care about you, and I'll see you next time.